0: Welcome back to Sunday Life. Our focus here is to let the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, live in us and change our hearts so that we reflect the image of God to others in our daily lives and through the actions and what we say and what we do every day. In the beginning, God had created man in his image in Genesis chapter 1, we see that God gave us his image in creation, and we can reflect the image of God to the world because Jesus Christ is the image of God, and we live in Christ, and Christ lives in us. In future episodes, we're going to talk a lot about what it means to be living in Christ and being image bearers for God. In the last episode, I had talked about the different concepts the Jews had about death. We also looked at the Babylonian concepts of death. We went through the statue that we saw in Daniel, those nations that had conquered Israel and then had their influence, their cultural influences upon Israel, the Babylonians, the Medan Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans. We looked at all the ancient cultures and their concepts and what they believed about death and how they affected and how they influenced the Jews due to their wars with them and their captivities and actually even their trading uh, and their economies with them. At the time of Christ, there were many Jewish cultural influences about death. We had the Pharisees. We've discussed the Pharisees. Pharisees did believe in an afterlife. they believed in a resurrection, but before the captivity in in Babylon, there were no Pharisees. Pharisees and these political uh, Groups came up after those captivities in what's known as the intertestamental period, the silent period as far as the prophets were concerned. But the Pharisees did have a belief in an afterlife. Then there were the Sadducees. I so said this joke before that they're Sadducee because they had no belief in a resurrection. They didn't believe in an afterlife. All there was was this life. The Sadducees were mainly a political group that just focused on how they could make money from the people's what they considered superstitions. Then there were the Essenes, which we know from the Qumran community, the Dead Sea Scrolls. These were the Essenes. They they lived outside of the Jewish public society. They also believed in an afterlife, but they also believed that there was going to be a final judgment and a final war between the sons of light and the sons of darkness. They were another influence upon Jewish culture. Then there were the priests. The priests were the Levites and the sons of the line of Aaron, Moses' brother. These were the ones who served in the temple. The priests really they just served as more or less ministers to the public. Uh, they didn't really have any political views. They, they served as those things that went on, the liturgy of the temple. They didn't really have an influence in, in the culture besides serving in the temple. Then there were the nations. All those nations that surrounded Israel, those nations that they traded with, that they commerced with, all of those influences at that time, the Egyptians and the Assyrians and the Moabites and the Jordanians, all those who lived around uh, Israel, Judea, affected their cultural aspect of death. And then there were the Jewish people themselves. And they believed a little bit of all of this, all of those influences, just like in our society today. Not everybody in Judea, even though they may have been born so-called Jewish, they didn't follow their practices, their religion. They didn't actually ascribe to all the things that they said. They all had their own beliefs, just like we see in societies around the world today. No different than us. Now, Was death darkness as we saw in the beginning? That was in Job. Death was darkness. It was nothingness. Is death purgatory? Is it hell as we saw within the Greeks? Is it heaven or is it oblivion? This is part two of what we had started last week. Uh, What is death really? And when I started this, this planning of this six-part series about death, resurrection, hell, and heaven, I didn't realize how crazy big this subject would be to cover and to do it properly. And I want to give you the right information because we have to have the proper biblical concept of death to understand resurrection, hell, heaven, and eternal life. Now, I've been asked why I spend so much time talking about the Jews. What do the Jews have to do with us as Christians? Why do we care what the Jews thought about death? And I really can't overemphasize this point. If you want to know the fullness of the gospel of Christ and our place in God's future in the kingdom, then you have to see and you have to hear the word of God through Jewish eyes and ears. It's amazing to me that I see people and I hear people and I see videos of people who are preaching from the word and they're missing it completely because they're not seeing through the through Jewish eyes and ears because the Bible was written to Jews, by Jews, for Jews. We can use the word of God in our own lives when we understand what it meant to them first. The writers of the New New Testament were Jewish by birth and by influence, and they wrote their letters and their books as they interpreted them through the events of Christ and the apostles, and they saw it through the lens of the Old Testament, through the law, through the writings, and through the prophets. As the apostles wrote, you can see, how many times that they reference and they they go back to the Old Testament and they bring that into their writings. And it was through the living and the dying of the Jews and all that they went through that God wanted the entirety of humanity to know about him. Through their circumstances, we learn about God. Through the Jews, we know the identity and the character of the one true God. We've got a great debt to the Jews for the gospel of our salvation. And Paul told the Roman Christians that believers in Christ have been grafted into the olive tree that is Israel. The olive tree is a symbol of Israel. And as believers, we were grafted into that olive tree, therefore becoming ourselves Israelites. Believers in Jesus as the Son of God and those who don't believe in Christ are cut off from that tree. We believe in Christ, therefore we're grafted into that tree and we become Israelites. Those who don't believe in Christ are not Israelites. Now, we can't effectively apply God's Word to our lives until we first know what it means to them. The story of Israel is our story also, and seeing this in God's Word through the Spirit will change our entire perspective of what's happening around us. So with that said, in the last episode I asked, did Adam and Eve die the day they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And I encouraged you to read the first four chapters of Genesis. And we saw, we see that in Genesis chapter one, verses 24 through 31, God created all the creatures that live on the ground and in the air, including man. All the animals were created on that day. The difference was that he created man in his own image, as I said. He told Adam and Eve to rule over the animals of the earth. At that time, nothing was killed for food because everything that they ate came from the plants and came from the fruit from the trees that God had provided. Nothing in the description of the creation says anything was created to live forever. On the contrary, if nothing died, the earth would have become overpopulated thousands of years ago. Therefore, man wasn't created to live forever on the earth. There's, there's nothing in that creation that says that man was created to live forever. Another interesting point of creation is in Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 through 15, which tells us that Adam wasn't created in the garden either. He was created before God planted the garden. And then after God planted the garden, Adam was placed in the garden to tend it and to care for it. and the tree of life was in the garden with every other kind of tree, including the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Let's read Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 and 17. It says, "And the Lord God commanded the man, "You are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil." For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. Again, back to my question Did Adam and Eve die the day they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? What really happened? Let's look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. We have the story. Now, the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. Verse four, no, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I can't overemphasize enough that it's the little details that get twisted that cause us so much confusion and misunderstanding. The serpent didn't lie to Eve. He just spun God's word to fit his purpose, which was to confuse Eve. The serpent never said God said those words. He just asked if God really said those words. Eve had to think about her answer. And she knew that God didn't say they couldn't eat from any tree in the garden. I mean, this is so subtle. Did God really say you couldn't eat from any tree in the garden? Like you can't eat from any of them? But she knew that God didn't say that except the tree in the middle of the garden. That tree they weren't even allowed to touch or they'd die. Now, Eve added her little touch to that, right? God never said they weren't allowed to touch it. Now, did he, Eve even know what death was? Adam and Eve never asked God what death was. What did it mean in that day you will certainly die? What we don't know can be used against us. And the serpent used that lack of knowledge against Eve by telling her she would certainly not die. Now, was the serpent lying? Did they die the day that they ate from that tree? Well, we know they didn't physically die, right? Adam lived another 900 years. Did God lie to them? And we know that's impossible. God can't lie. So we have to see how they died. What were the consequences of their disobedience to God's command? In Genesis chapter 3, verses 21 through 24, we read The Lord God made clothing from skins for the man and his wife. And this is after they ate. And he clothed them. And the Lord said, Since the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, he must not reach out, take from the tree of life, eat and live forever. Verse 23. So the Lord God sent him away from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove the man out and stationed a cherubim and the flaming whirling sword east of the garden of Eden to guard the way to the tree of life. So Adam and Eve were banished from the garden, and they were prevented from taking from the tree of life. Therefore, the death they died on the day that they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil wasn't a physical death, but it was a spiritual death because they were separated from God and they no longer had access to the tree of life or to God who is life. In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, it says, Indeed, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save, and his ear not too deaf to hear. But your inequities are separating you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not listen. Our sin, Adam and Eve's sin, their disobedience, separated them from God, separated them from life. And that separation was a spiritual death. What did Adam and Eve do after they ate from the tree? They covered their nakedness with leaves. They tried to hide themselves from God. They tried to cover the evidence of their sin, and they hid. They were separated. Separated even in the garden, they were separated. Their sin caused a separation between man and God. And God is the giver of life. And if we're separated from life, then we are spiritually dead. And since man, as a creature, didn't have a physical everlasting life, what was he to do? So therefore, the only death man could have suffered on the day that he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a spiritual death because he was permanently separated from God. That's the beginning. There's a permanent separation now between man and God. The sin of Adam and Eve separated them from God, and they died spiritually because they had no hope of eternal life. They were cut off from the tree of life. The sins of the Jews separated them from God also. So I'm saying we learn from all of this. We learn from the things that the Jews went through, and we see that they had separated themselves from God. They were spiritually dead, but God, through Moses, gave them an annual atonement to forgive sins, pointing to a permanent salvation for sin through the promise of a Messiah. Our sins separate us also from God, and we were spiritually dead. Now listen to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. We were separated from God by sin and dead spiritually, just like Adam and Eve, just like the Jews, but God made a way to redeem our separation and death, as Paul explains in Ephesians, just a few verses more in chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. Did God make us alive physically or spiritually? He says we were made alive with Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. Were we physically dead in trespasses? No, we were walking around in our trespasses. We were physically alive, but we were spiritually dead in our trespasses. Therefore, making alive is also spiritual. So we were physically Alive, walking around in our trespasses, but we were spiritually dead. But in Christ, God made us alive in Christ, and that's alive spiritually. So did Adam and Eve die the day they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Yes, they did die spiritually because they were separated from God, separated from life. Then, What is death really? Death is separation from God, and therefore death is spiritual. We're all born to die physically, but there is another death, a second death, and that's the spiritual death of eternity. We are dead in our sins long before we die physically, but if we believe in Christ, we are forgiven. And our separation from God is removed because we're made alive with Christ in Christ. Now, this is spiritual life, and that life is everlasting. But if a person doesn't believe in Christ, then they remain separated from God. And therefore, they're spiritually dead. And when they die, they have no hope of life, but only death. So, though we die physically, Those who believe in Christ are alive spiritually forever in Christ. But those who don't believe in Christ are already dead, though they're alive physically, they're walking dead. So I hope that this study has encouraged you in your faith and in your confidence in Christ. And this confidence and faith is going to grow as we go through this series. And if you feel this study can help others, please share this video with others. If you have any questions or comments about this study, please leave your comments and questions below or contact me by email. I want to thank you for being here, and I pray that God's grace keeps you always in His life in Christ. Thank you.